Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about the women finally telling all about how much they hated each other and or loved each other, and maybe both at the same time in this complex way that human relationships can work. Zach's season is almost over, and as is tradition, the most important and paradise-hungry women from this season have gathered together to hash out all the drama and or just insert themselves into drama they actually have no firsthand knowledge of. Yeah, just to make just their bed that they're willing to get messy for the cameras so they can hit the beach in Mexico later this spring. So let's dive in. It's just the two of us today. This is a week of loneliness for us, <laughs> but <laughs> we have a lot of thoughts. Let's dig in. We're on the Women Tell All soundstage with Jesse Palmer and a crowd of Bachelor Nation in the seats. People are holding topical signs from the season that certainly were not handed out by production, such as Zack the Snack and Sometimes Bad Bitches Cry. And Jesse is ready to tell us to buckle up for the rest of this season. I think we have a clip of his his little teaser of what we're going to see later in the season. After his gut-wrenching goodbye with Charity last night, he's down now to only three women. Ariel, Gabby, and Katie are about to head into their overnight dates, or as Zach likes to call it, sex week. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, those are, those are not my words. They're, they're actually Zach's, and yes, I'm sure he, he probably regrets them right about now. Uh, sex week. Oh, I'm sure Zach does regret those words because now this is the new theme of Zach's season. It's like The Bachelor could never call it Sex Week. They were just waiting for someone else to say it. So they could be like, some people are calling this Sex Week. I I don't know. It's silly. But I think it's the thing now. We're calling it Sex Week. (laughs) It wasn't our idea. (laughs) 
We kick oh. things off with a reel of Zach and Jesse in a party bus driving around to bachelor watch parties. Old school. They have brought this tradition back. Isn't this a... Sh- I feel like I remember this happening Sean's season. Yes, it did yeah. happen Sean's season. They really want it to be exactly like Sean's mm-hmm. season. So first up, a sorority house full of screaming co-eds and PJs who keep like tackling him without warning and being like, you're so hot in person. There's a lot of weird like physical assault happening. Yeah, at one point, like five of them tackle him from behind and they're standing on what looks like sort of like a hard floor. I was like, that's not safe. It's like dropped to the ground. Yeah. You can't just tackle someone just because (laughs) they have played football in the past. Still dangerous. I think it's important that we all remember how Harry Houdini died by being punched in the stomach when he did not expect it. The element of surprise is very dangerous when it comes to physical assault. So next, a bachelor-themed birthday party. There's a bearded dude who's like, this is my show. Men actually watch The Bachelor. I got my girlfriend to watch it. She loves it right now. She won't soon. <laughs> she's like, I don't know. At the moment she's into it, I uh, can't make any promises. It's the true. Men watch- do love The Bachelor. I think that there needs to be more acknowledgement. The they do. G- diversity within the ranks of they Bachelor do. Shout Nation. out to our cisgender male listeners <laughs> they, out here. They just don't we get love enough you. love. <laughs> Relatable kings, we appreciate you. Last, a very organized all-teacher party featuring matching t-shirts and themed snacks. I'm like, you're teachers and you do this every Monday? Like, aren't you busy? I think they may have played (laughs) up the the snacks and the decor for the We do this every week for years. I have to make cupcakes, themed cupcakes every single week. I make host-themed jello shots every week. And it's hard. I have to admit my students are suffering, but... These are the sacrifices you have to make. And with that out of the way, Zach is feeling reassured, rejuvenated. He's like, there are people out there who love me and support me in this journey and want me to succeed and aren't just out there on Twitter being like, is this the most boring man alive? Why did they keep picking the most boring man available to be Bachelor? These people get it. They get me. And on that positive note... The ladies come out on stage. We have Olivia, who I swear I have never seen in my oh, life. Oh, yeah. I remember her from Bios. I, I didn't. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry she was to young. this woman. She was like a college athlete, I think. She, curly hair. That's all I got. She's very cute. She was one I of just, two I Olivias. I swear I've never seen her. Who both went home so fast that I never right. even internalized their last initials. This just always happens where there's women that I'm like, I've never seen you. And then there are women that I know I've seen who just aren't there. And it's completely not acknowledged or explained. So we also have Victoria J. I will say everyone else other than Olivia, I did remember. Cat, <laughs> um, like rare cat. <laughs> Thank you. Madison. Anastasia, Genevieve, Mercedes, Kylie, Greer, Allie, Christina Mandrell, Catherine, who, yes, was referred to Cat for the vast majority of the season, but there's another Cat. Yeah, so she now could she's only back be to Cat once Cat had left, and now Cat's back. She's <laughs> Catherine again. Jess, Brooklyn, and Charity. Notably, no Brianna, no Davia. You know what's notable is that 
until you said the name Davia, I had forgotten that Davia existed. That's this season fair. is just passing through my brain like water over a pebble. I don't know. It's it really no would have been nice to have to have Brianna there. I yeah, think that 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 would have actually. But it, she is the person who was memorable on the show who at least surprises me would not come. She was yeah. not happy in the setting. I think she, she was regretted just like, this coming isn't for me. <laughs> it didn't seem like she really wanted to be there, and I doubt that she wants to be on Paradise. So she's just like, I'm done. Yeah, I this. think they get people to come partly by just being like future paradise. opportunities in the franchise. Watch her just show up in paradise and prove me wrong. Brianna, I support you either way. So a reel of some of the drama plays. And of course, we've seen it all before. All the classics. Christina Mandrell, Catherine versus Brooklyn, etc. Some deep cuts. Brooklyn versus everyone. Brooklyn versus everyone. <laughs> the, this reel, like, just makes it hilariously obvious how often Brooklyn is, like, in the mix. She's either making comments in, in the moments that are, are are spicy enough about the drama that they get included, or she's directly having things out with women in the house. So Brooklyn is very present in this Supercut. Extremely present. There's even one that I didn't remember, but it, it could very well have been in the season. After Madison uh, kisses Zach, Madison, of course, went home shortly thereafter, I think night one, and had a bit of a meltdown after her kiss went poorly. And right after this, they play in the moment of Brooklyn saying, it just screams desperate. Don't be that girl. And they have Brooklyn in an inset reaction shot looking like horrified. She's like, oh my God, why did I say that? Which frankly, that's the appropriate reaction to that kind of comment. I do, I do think I actually remember that from the first episode. Yeah. It's hard for me to always remember because I just don't know any of the women well enough yet to like firmly attach the comments to their names. Night one also is just so irrelevant really to the rest of the season that I let it wash over me and just disappear. The brain can only hold so much information You have to make like a pretty intense level of drama night one for it to attach to you going forward because people just say stuff and then you don't know them well enough to remember that it was him, them that did it. And then like other stuff happens. Um, Unfortunately for Madison, that was her final impression on the show. So after the super cut, Jesse does start by addressing Brooklyn, the star of the drama reel (laughs) and asks her what bothered her about Christina Because, of course, that was the first drama that Brooklyn got, like, directly mixed up in. Christina Mandrell was making comments after her one-on-one date that made other women feel like she was trying to intimidate them or get in their head. She was talking a lot about how she'd had a one-on-one, and she was trying to get the attention a lot. And Brooklyn, being the straight shooter Mm -hmm. that she is, was like, let me tell you how this makes us feel, Christina. And so she did. At this point, Olivia... Pipes up and is like, I really want to go to paradise. I have a hot take (laughs) on Christina. She's great. I love her. I love her. She has a bold personality. It's one of those funny things where you're like, I don't think you have a relationship with Christina. And Christina doesn't seem to be asking for this. It's sort of like 
one of us coming on the show and being like, I have a hot take on Christina. It's like, yeah, we all have hot takes on Christina, but you are all up on a stage, presumably to give your superior insight into what happened because you were actually there. And Olivia, like, wasn't really actually there. Which all of the other women immediately point out and start shouting at her, you went home night one. Yeah. Catherine is like, you went home night one, and Olivia came prepared for this. She she says, yes, I did. And Zach got to learn your personality and then sent you home. So what does that say about you? I was like, ooh, Olivia's going to Mexico. Olivia's packing up her bikini. She's certainly trying to. I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't totally sold. It's just one of those I'm sick sorry. burns that's like, what, well, he sent like, Everyone, like, are all of the women bad except for they all have bad personalities? <laughs> they all have bad personalities, unless they got sent home night one before he had a chance to find out that they had an amazing personality. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Genevieve, like, tries to be reasonable. She's like, sure, Christina can have a bold personality. That's great. But she doesn't need to attack other people. And she doesn't need to say, I'm confused when Charity gets a group date rose. Like, Genevieve's like, that took away from Charity's validation. Yeah, that was the moment that really blew this up because everyone was getting annoyed by Christina's little comments. But she literally, after Charity got the group date rose, was like, I'm just confused. And that is when Brooklyn was like, why don't you just shut the fuck up sometimes? (laughs) And, like, yeah, it's hard to spin that as just having a bold personality. It's an insult. It's insulting to say that you're confused by why Charity got that validation. It's not the same thing as saying that you're disappointed that you didn't get it. There's also just something to me that's so hilarious about all of these women who are clearly trying to make their mark, which I get, in order to have a future with the franchise, and how much they're, like, passionate defenses of Christina stand in contrast to Christina, who has clearly arrived being like, I rubbed people the wrong way. I didn't enjoy that. And I'm here to kind of take that on board and like move forward. I would bet, though, that Christina does not mind one or two women jumping to her defense. Like, just because you're there to eat some crow doesn't mean you don't want someone to be like, don't feel bad. I actually think you're amazing. Oh, of course. I'm sure she doesn't mind it. I just mean it makes it makes the strategy. Yeah. They're in, so diff- much they're more in very different positions. Like Olivia yeah. needs to stand out. Christina cat. And so does cat. So <laughs> Christina just needs to get through this without making things and she worse does. before Honestly, she's on the beach with everyone. This was like the only time really that Christina was mentioned. Yeah. Catherine ultimately says Christina like sucked the energy out of every room. It made everyone feel really uncomfortable. And Kat jumps in at this point and says, well, if you're intimidated by someone, that's your problem. And at this point, everyone just starts yelling. No, I wasn't intimidated. Intimidated. <laughs> that's who said intimidated. It was the energy. is like, guys, the vibes wait, were bad. can you... Can you, uh, can we give Christina the floor? Got, can you stop talking over Jesse each other? Jesse will just like sit back until they're all like at each other's throats. And then he's like the middle school teacher who suddenly realizes that the lunchroom has gotten out of control. Yeah, he's like, class, class. Can we just, <laughs> one, two, three, eyes on me. <laughs> he finally gets them all to be quiet. He's like, Christina, you have the floor. 
And she says that she's never been told that she was making everyone uncomfortable before. So she didn't know how to receive that. I think we have a clip of the rest of her response. I probably could have shut the up a little bit more. But what my mind wanted to do was do more, make, make sure people understand my intentions and that I am being nice. But I just I didn't know what to do. And it felt like everything I did was just the wrong thing. And it was it was hard. And thank you guys for letting me know, because I can take all of that mm-hmm. and be better, hopefully, in the future. I mean, that's how you do it if you want to smooth things over. You just got to exactly. eat some shit and be like, that's thank you only, so that's- much. It's the only good move. It's the only good move in this situation. Yeah. And on that note, we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Anastasia's turn in the proverbial, if not actual, hot seat. Can you keep up? I like love it. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> Turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux Home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts, too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe, and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. 
Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back. And it's time to talk about that little drama with Anastasia, who, you may recall, Anastasia stole Zach away during a group date when Kylie asked to have some time with him. Anastasia refused to let him go. This escalated to her telling all of the other women that Kylie had threatened to fight her physically, which was not true. And then Kylie told Zach that Anastasia was there for Instagram followers. So, like, just, like, a lot of wild twists. Like, each new event in that episode of drama was something that seemed completely, like, out of left field to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it's time for Anastasia to sit and receive the judgment of her peers. So... She says that her intentions were misconstrued. It was never about followers. That is her job. She is just trying to answer questions, show young women what a great life awaits for them and influencing. She's really totally just addressing the there for followers thing, which to be fair is all that Zach cared about too. Yeah. But Oof. as we have discussed, not the thing that actually matters. The not most. the thing that I give any amount of shit about, yeah. to be honest. At this point, fellow influencer, and I will say, potentially more successful potentially <laughs> much more successful influencer <laughs> victoria j with almost a million tiktok followers maybe she's past a million by this point i i have not checked she pipes up and she's like look we actually have mutual friends and i was told that you were only on the show as a business opportunity and Ooh. anastasia denies this but victoria and jay and cat both say that they've seen the receipts cat okay, is seeing so a are, lot of receipts rece- yeah i don't know if i believe cat i'm sorry it She's actually really does seem like cat has seen things because later the, later anastasia responds to one of her so-called receipts in a way that indicates that she saw something real so it seems That's like cat either through victoria or through other mutual acquaintances is receiving screenshots that she doesn't necessarily know what to do with. But Kat and Victoria, like we both know, we've seen 
the evidence. But also, what's the evidence? Or is it just like someone told me that they, I don't know. God, I, just I mean, I think it's I entirely possible it. that people sent Victoria screenshots of text of or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I just was like, I, and yet again, I cannot get it up to care if people come on the show for followers. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really care either. I do find it like, if you're going to be so offended and up on your high horse about it, then like there is a little part of me that takes some satisfaction and people being like, yeah, you texted my friend and we're like, score, I got this cool business opportunity. I'm going on The Bachelor and I don't care if Zach dies in a fire. Like, yeah, just because I I like to see her comeuppance. But that's that's just a personal thing <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's not like bad, in my opinion, to go on the show for a business opportunity. Um, I think because she's using her self-righteous defense, like, oh, I would never do that, to deflect attention away from the really bad things that she's been accused of. So I'm, like, extra annoyed Which I'm glad that we actually do get to. We do. Which I really appreciate. At this point, Kat Kat is just like, well, Anastasia, you had a boyfriend on the show. Yeah. (sighs) You called him in the Bahamas when you got your phone back. Who is the guy with the dog? And Victoria, or Anastasia's like, I didn't have a boyfriend. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, did we need this this charge? I don't know. Genevieve is like, she was my roommate. I think I would know if she had a boyfriend. And Kat is like, okay, boyfriend, guy, you're fucking whatever. Those are different things. They're, first of all, they're different things. <laughs> Second of all, like, did she just call a guy who was staying with her dog? Because that doesn't seem like dispositive of anything to me. Or, like, she had sex with a man who was then photographed with her dog. Like, who cares? I don't know. I, again, I don't care. Don't There's care. things I care about that Anastasia did, and this certainly isn't one of them. Jesse finally jumps in and is like, you all need to stop. I need to cut to an ad break. Yeah, we, we can't pay for this unless you guys stop talking <laughs> right now. And we're back. And we're back to the drama. Kat restates that she believes that Anastasia had a boyfriend at the time of filming. Anastasia again denies it. And is like, I mean, are you saying that I've, like, slept around? We all have. And, like, true. Again, I'm just, like, I get kind of annoyed when women are in the, uh, like, in the thick of drama originally because they did something genuinely fucked up. And then the ground moves to an area that they feel comfortable being sort of, like, girl bossy about. And it gets me not on their side. I'm like, you're trying to be like a little like feminist about how hard done by you are because for a moment, we're not talking about the genuinely shitty thing you did. But it also annoys (sighs) me on the part of the show and other people kind of bringing in drama that like all that does take away from that center. Kat brought this entire charge up. Yeah, I don't know what the boyfriend thing was about. Wasn't on the show. We didn't need to talk about it. And all it did was distract. I was like, I, I simply don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. And I don't care if people ha- were casually sleeping with people before they went on the show and after. I don't care. I think it's it's annoying that this is like, that this is the value system of the show that like, after the initial incident with Kylie happened that like Kylie felt like this was the the right battle to fight because it was the one that would be taken seriously and then the women are left to be sort of like well if we let Anastasia fight on this turf of like 
she's just like someone who's proud of her career and also here for the right reasons and she's been so hard done by then she comes out looking good so we have to like knock down that claim right so then they're like well you actually weren't there for love you had a boyfriend you said you were there for followers to our friend you know what i mean like it's because of this assumption that that is what matters on the show yeah that the whole discourse shifts there but i do still get annoyed when they get like self-righteous about defending themselves on those terms and i'm like you think you're not gonna have to talk about the other shit you did because you're like being a girl boss right now i don't know whether or not she thought she would that (sighs) this part didn't bother me i was just relieved when it ended and then we moved on to kylie and kylie actually got the floor to talk about what happened with her and anastasia we never really hash out what happened with anastasia's quote-unquote boyfriend but it seems like once a guy met her dog and she never dated this guy and it happened before the show and i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) okay and anastasia basically is like i didn't come on for business and victoria's like keep lying maybe you'll get the 50k followers you wanted so bad spicy Victoria. it's just getting very heated and anastasia's like i just don't want to be lied about jesse like why is everyone lying about me and they're all like thing to say then stop lying yourself like you don't have a leg to stand on you lied about kylie and this is when anastasia gets very quiet as she should kylie gets the floor and she reiterates what happened in the Bahamas. And she's like, we were roommates. Obviously, Stas knew that I was not a violent person at all. Um, And yet you went around and told everyone that I was aggressive and violent. And she says, quote, but if you call me aggressive, call me aggressive for love because I was just trying to further my relationship with Zach and I was there for the right reasons, unlike you. I'm like, you practiced that, didn't you, Kylie? Oh, she did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, she, she was did. ready with that one. And I'm like, no, Kylie, do not have say that they can call you aggressive. <laughs> That's fucked up. They shouldn't have done that. Um, I was again, super I grateful. See, you see that she feels like mm-hmm. it's safer to move it back onto that ground of like, yeah, I'm the right one reasons. who did what the show said was okay. And you're the one who violated that. I super appreciate that Genevieve is there to back her up like it's not Kylie alone who has to defend herself and we have a clip of what Genevieve says second of all someone that looks like Mercedes Kylie Charity over there my girl Allie over there black women in general every day we deal with the stereotype of being aggressive people and we deal with these very harsh microaggressions which for anybody that doesn't know are extremely subtle very everyday interactions and behaviors that communicate bias towards historically marginalized groups of people. And it is insane the fact that you would, knowing Kylie, use that and try to propel that stereotype. You could have let that go. Mm -hmm. And instead, you went around to the whole group date and made it a thing that it wasn't. Thank you, Genevieve. I Mm -hmm. was so relieved that this was said. I love that they left this in. And it sucks that Genevieve has to be up there at all, delivering like a microaggression 101 seminar to the audience. But it is ultimately a really generous thing to do. And I'm glad that it wasn't papered over. I'm glad that we didn't spend 
the whole time when we're talking about Anastasia fighting over whether she was there for followers. Because as we said in our recap of that episode originally, this was the thing that we found really, really upsetting about her behavior, not the other stuff. And the whole center of gravity got moved to those other things and away from this. I actually like became a Genevieve stan just from Women Tell All. This was was actually the second time at this point in the episode that she intervened in a conversation to say something that was going on set that was really Mm -hmm. important to the conversation and that I think was very clarifying. And I was just like, I wish we had more Genevieve on this season. I hope she sees we see her in paradise. Me too. Um, Because I thought that she really handled herself well and seemed very prepared for to address some of the things that came up this season. Yeah. Although, as you said, it sucks that she had to do it and that that the need arose. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is just where this show is at, and the show's audience remains overwhelmingly white and so as yeah as i said i think it's like an act of generosity to kind of step in and being be like i'm gonna be the voice to deliver this education so anastasia sits through this and then raises her hand like sort of like raises her index finger may i speak and says that she has talked to Kylie since the show and apologized. And she says she has all the love in the world for Kylie. She's sorry for, quote, anything I did that made you feel uncomfortable and says she is always learning. I I mean, she had a lot of time to prepare this apology. And I just want to say that there is a specific thing that Genevieve actually just, again, pointed out to her specifically that she could have apologized for instead of anything I did. And to make you uncomfortable, like that's, it's not just, the problem isn't just that she made Kylie uncomfortable. The problem is that she deployed a really ugly stereotype of black women against a black woman in order to like further her own position. Right. It was a very (laughs) active decision that. And it also, it wasn't. It was an active specific act (laughs) Like, it was very clear what she did and the implications of it and would be pretty straightforward to name, especially since someone just did it for her. And so I was really bothered that she... Yeah, I think that's kind of 101 of apologies is name what you did and take ownership of that. And I just don't really think she met that bar. Yeah, Kylie jumps in after this and is like, look, I, I want to be clear. You're kind of making it seem like we had totally cleared the air before this. But from my perspective, that's not the case. She's like, you were going on about playing the victim and about how this was going to look for you. And you were more focused on that than actually apologizing for hurting me. She's like, I hope you are growing and becoming a better human. I accept your apology. Yeah. And obviously it is not our place to pass final judgment on Stas's apology. I think it was generous of Kylie to accept yeah. it. And like Kylie, I hope that we are all continuing to learn and grow and become better humans. Um, and I did appreciate that that was where the conversation ended because Same. it went the other direction when the show itself played out and very little focus on the 
racism and a lot of focus, <laughs> a growing focus on the followers. And I feel like this did help put the focus back where it should be. And now on to Catherine. So the Catherine drama, <laughs> for those who don't remember, um, was basically that before charities make up one-on-one date, with Zach in Estonia, she grabbed Zach as he came to pick Charity up, grabbed him away from the group of women, took him aside for some private time, made out with him, sent him back to Charity with lip gloss on his lips. And when confronted over this by Brooklyn especially, <laughs> primarily Brooklyn, though clearly all of the women were bothered, Um, she kind of doubled down and was like, it's my right to take that time with him. And, um, and it caused a lot of tension in the group and she and Brooklyn were really at loggerheads for the rest of Kat's time. And so she addresses this by saying that she was most surprised by Brooklyn's reaction. Cut to Brooklyn giving her most epic reaction face of all time. And Brooklyn loves (laughs) the reaction face. Like, she was showing off how high she could raise just one eyebrow. (laughs) And Kat says she didn't realize her actions would cause such an upset. She felt bad and apologized immediately. And Charity Charity quietly (laughs) is like, well, not immediately. (laughs) I think it's important to note that it was not immediate. Yeah, not immediately. It was like maybe the next day. And honestly, from what we did hear of that conversation, did not sound like an apology. (laughs) We didn't hear much of it, to be fair, and they clearly did hash things out. But what we heard was her being like, I stand by my right to do what I did, (laughs) which is not so. So we're just going to say it was not immediate. Uh, (laughs) Definitely backing Charity up on this one. Uh, And Charity also says, you know, she gets the floor and she's like, it was a lot at the time. Kat did apologize to me later. We're good. We worked it out. It just... It wasn't the right time for her to do that, just like Christina's comment at the group date. And Brooklyn was just defending me. At this point, Kat is like, yeah, Charity and I worked things through like mature adults. But know what wasn't mature? <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn was being a little child. She's like... Brooklyn is not going to apologize for this. And Brooklyn says, and I'll say it again, if that shoe fits, lace that bitch right up. The more she says it, the more I'm like, I don't fully understand how that applies. You know what? It's her tagline. She's committed to it. Don't question it. Jesse Palmer then steps in and is like, okay, Brooklyn, let's talk about why you called Catherine's actions classless. And Brooklyn is like, look, we had all just been talking about how so many of Charity's moments had gotten ruined Her group date rose, her date in London. She finally was getting a moment and Kat took it. This, of course, devolves. Just yelling. Just yelling. Interrupting. Yeah, Brooklyn and Kat are just like yelling at each other. Brooklyn's like, my words were accurate. It's not my problem if that offends you. And Kat's like, you took it too far. You were too harsh. You said I couldn't be saged. Like, What kind of horrible person can't be saged? You know I can be saged, Brooklyn. (laughs) And I think that, like, at the root of Kat's refusal to let this go is, well, Brooklyn, you know me. Like, you should have given me a little bit more grace rather than being so harsh about it. 
And Brooklyn is just like, I just, just I call him like I see him. So I don't understand what you're asking for some sort of I think of these like, two are just maybe not the most compatible BFFs. Yeah. I like you can definitely see them getting along without if something like this conflict. happening. Yeah. yeah, without conflict. But they they are just like not compatible <laughs> in conflict They're resolution. They're not aligned. Yeah, not aligned on At their conflict all. styles. Eventually, Jesse is just like, okay, this isn't yeah. going anywhere. At what point it Maybe seemed like, you can just... like Charity wanted to say something and then she's like, never mind. Like, I was like, once she's again, like, what's the point? I do think that it seems like Charity expresses like, I'm glad, like th- appreciative that Brooklyn defended me. But it's gotta yeah. be a little frustrating that she can't like get a word in edgewise because these two girls are just like screaming at each other. I know. Charity's like, I, okay, I guess I give up. Uh, (laughs) This is Brooklyn's thing now, I guess. (laughs) At this point, Jesse is just like, okay, ladies, let's ship you right to the beaches of paradise. Maybe you'll work out your conflicts there. Yeah. (laughs) We love a redemption arc. We love a, a enemies to BFFs arc. I will say that of the enemies who have become BFFs on the beach, this is this would be far from the least likely pairing. Again, as long as they are not in active conflict, I could yeah, see this, them getting along great. This drama is so tame also compared to past conflict. Yeah, I feel like they almost just need some time and space to eventually... Whereas, like, when Shanae and Genevieve became besties, I was like, I still don't understand how this happened. <laughs> exactly. Hot seat time. This is when the real hot seats start. And Jesse summons up the important women one by one. Jess gets the first one. And so we have Jess and Jesse up on the couches. And she tells Jesse, as after she watches her, her reel, she says that she remembers how misunderstood she felt when Zach sent her home. She's like, I just wanted a date. I wanted time. We, I, I didn't feel like he understood me. Maybe he felt like I didn't understand him. But she says, but, you know, I've never been so strong about a breakup before. So I'm I'm proud of myself. I loved that. Yeah. Jess is 23. Like, that's a great lesson to learn I know. at 23. You can be strong in a breakup. I never learned take that ownership. lesson. I'm so impressed. It's hard. It's genuinely hard. Like, learn to stick to your guns. Yeah. Ask for what you want. If you're not getting it, you can walk away. Yeah. That's healthy. She she mentions she's like I was it was so important to me not to beg and plead because that's what I've always done and I I didn't I refused to do that and that felt really good and I was like just like I'm I love just that so for proud you. it's like I don't know I like never I never learned not to do that because I haven't had a breakup since I was probably 22. And I, too, like Jess, was a beggar. So I'm like... So was I. It's like seeing, like, the future that I never got to (laughs) and hope to never get to now that I'm married of of just learning not to beg when you're getting done. (laughs) It's so affirming. She's, like, you know, watching the season back. I've learned so much about myself. I've fallen in love with myself. We love that. Mm. She says, I know what I deserve, and it's so much more than that. But she does also say that she felt led on and blindsided by Zach. And she just wants his take on that night because watching it back, you know, she noticed that he was expressing emotion after she had driven away. And she's a bit confused about why he didn't show that emotion to her because it might have made her feel 
validated. Like he, like he all actually cared that their relationship was ending. Yeah. Something that we consistently see in these bachelor seasons is the women being like, he showed me no sadness or emotion. And it left me wondering if I meant anything to him. And this is why we're always saying that American masculinity is just broken. Um, It truly is. Jesse ends by asking her about her body glitter. Oh, it's like, I mean, let's talk about it, girl. Body glitter. Let's talk about the important things. Body glitter is, I think, my favorite aughts fashion thing that's back. I know. It makes me really happy. Because there are so many aughts fashion things that I just loathe. Like, we grew up with it. And we associate I, them with traumatic things. And also, like, I just generally resent that I grew up during such terrible fashion. I genuinely think same. I just hate most of the fashion of the aughts. And I wish I'd grown up in a different era. But also, yes, it's tied to adolescent traumas. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Again, low-rise jeans. Just uh, traumatic for me, personally. But body Body glitter, glitter. not traumatic for me. That's just fun. The opposite. I actually never felt confident enough to wear it because it felt like such a look-at-me gesture. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) I'll be the mom on the playground with just, like, body glitter smeared all over my cleavage. If and when we ever do, we do another live show, you and I are both showing up full on body like, glitter. Head to toe. Yeah. Head to toe. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to talk about Greer's hot seat. Can you keep up? I like love it. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that. I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 
timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. And we are back and it's time for Greer to head up to the hot seat, sit down with Jesse to go over her wild arc as well as some things that happened off screen. Yeah. So she started, of course, with the first impression rose and then things went downhill. She ended up leaving Budapest in tears after coming out of a week in COVID quarantine. And by the end of watching back her journey, she is in tears. She says she understood. She's like, it's true. We never had the time he had with other women. And I knew I was behind. That's why I was so insecure in London. As much as I love tea, it really wasn't about the tea. And that's fair. I'm sure it wasn't fully about the tea. <laughs> I hope. I hope it wasn't yeah, just I about mean, the tea. I mean, seems right. I can, um, I, it makes sense to me. Like, she was just casting about for a reason that she felt as bad as she did. Yeah. And so it's like, well, tea means a lot to me. I think that there's something annoying about it because... They all want the dates and they're all in the same position if they haven't gotten one of being like, why haven't I gotten it? This is so hard. I feel so rejected. And so she's like reaching for this reason to be like, I uniquely have the Me right specifically. to feel this way. But I do, I do understand. And I, I try to understand at the time, like it probably felt like the moment where she was like, he wasn't saving a special date for me. Yeah, This exactly. would have been the special date for me. And he just and isn't wasn't thinking of me. And that's it. And yet she got her nerve back up. She came back and got shot down again. (laughs) And she says, you know, watching the season back, I've realized we're just not each other's person. A healthy realization. At this point, Jesse brings up her, quote, troubling social media posts, which were deleted but screenshotted and passed around. And this is the moment that I realized that this franchise had received some very harsh feedback after their complete and utter bungling of addressing Eric Schwer, um, Gabby's winner from the last season of The Bachelorette, who actually did blackface. Yeah. They failed to address it at all. And clearly that response from the audience as well as Black Bachelor alums, um, really impacted the way that they were going to handle this. Yeah, I think that's got to be a big one, the alums, because they're always going to, no matter what they do, I think there's always going to be some portion of the fan base that is going to be upset. I'm sure there will be fans who are upset 
by them addressing it, which is what they do. And we'll get into how they do so. But to have people who are sort of standard bearers for your show, who you've invested in, take a step back and openly criticize you. I, I, I do think that probably moved the needle in terms of making this decision. So he, he mentions these tweets that she had posted defending a friend who wore blackface I think we have a clip of him introducing this conversation. And Greg, the truth is, as a franchise, we've done a very poor job in the past of addressing serious topics head on. And we're not going to miss that opportunity here tonight. Serious topics. Serious topics. I mean, I was like, you could specifically say racism, Jesse, but um, at least I, I was glad to hear the host of the show saying we've failed in the past. I think that that acknowledgement is important. Yeah, I think that they go back and forth between trying to address it and doing so sort of ham-fistedly and then being Mm -hmm. like, that didn't go well. Or maybe that was enough. Like, maybe we did it that time and the next time we can just not really address it. Not address it. And the pendulum kind of swings back and forth. Not between, like, good and bad, but just between, like, sort of addressing it and completely not addressing it. And he's like, listen, we're trying to do better. We swear. So he says to Greer, I know you've given an apology online. I wanted to give you an opportunity to do it here. And she says, yes, I want to address it. And I think we have a clip of some of what she says. What I failed to mention in my apology was... uh, that what happened was racist. Um, it's not about the intent, it's about the impact. And this acquaintance of mine that I knew, performing blackface, was racist. Me defending it was racist. My ignorance was racist. She also says she's ashamed. She says she's deeply sorry that she hurt the black community. She says, you know, I can't go back in time. All I can do is try to be better now and do better in the future. And again, as always, like this is not an apology that is for us as two white women to accept or not accept. It's not for us. Um, But I do know that it's something that a lot of people called out in that original apology that was posted on Instagram that Again, that that not naming of what actually happened, which was an act of racism. And so I am glad that at least she course corrected in this and and named that very explicitly. Yeah, that was a very glaring omission in the initial apology. And it's often something that's omitted in these apologies that we yeah. see um, in, in Bachelor Nation. And I think it's also clear where it came from because it seems that The Bachelor has like taken on like a DEI consultant, basically. They're like, we're going to bring in an expert to talk to Greer, to talk to Jesse, to speak directly to the audience during the show. Hopefully to work with the larger production, I hope. I I certainly hope so. And I I think it's good that they that they did that. Um Again, we are not the final word on whether any of these measures were sufficient or positive, but I'm glad they brought in someone who is an expert. I do think it was clear even from just Greer's statement that it was not the kind of apology that would come out of just like Greer and show production 
putting their heads together. Like it was clear that this came from talking to someone who was more well-versed in the issues. So Jesse introduces the expert they brought on, Dr. Kira Banks, who's the co-founder of the Institute for Healing Justice and Equity at St. Louis University. She's sitting in the audience. He asks her, Greer, what her takeaway was after meeting with Dr. Banks to learn about systems of oppression. And Greer says that she brought to her attention that it's so important to be open-minded and to think before saying something that could hurt someone else and to do research. She says she did research about blackface and learned that it was about dehumanizing the black community. And like, just like the failure of the American educational system that we have people who have graduated college who like have, have or claim to have no idea about this. Or just have never been forced to think about these inequities. I mean, she was given the opportunity to think about blackface when she was defending her friend. I mean, yes, it it just... Oh, opportunities. I mean, like, that no person should get to this age and not have been forced to grapple with this stuff. Like, no white person. Yeah. And, And that is obviously a failure on Greer personally, and also indicative of a really big systemic failure. Well, exactly. Like, I think it's shocking that, and and obvious, it's evident from, just from scandals within the Bachelor franchise alone, it is evident that there is a huge failure of our educational system and our society to educate white children on something as basic as the dehumanizing history of blackface. So at this point, Jesse gives the floor to Dr. Banks, and she speaks to the importance of naming racism when we see it. She applauds Genevieve for doing so earlier in the night, and she says, we can't nice our way out of racism. We can say the right things, but what are we going to do? It's important to educate ourselves and do something different. I loved that. We can't nice our way out of racism. And it's also like, it's tricky because... These shows are just sort of inherently about saying the right things, Same. right? It's just yeah. a it's just a talk show basically. So, it's hard to really strongly and effectively convey that we're doing more than saying the right things and the proof ends up being in like in the pudding. Like is the show getting better next season and right. What's Greer going to do going forward? Like all we're going to see on the sh- this Women Tell All special is the saying the right things part. Um, But I hope that, like you said, that they are going to continue working with Dr. Banks and or other experts because it's clear that this is a stumbling block that the show will keep hitting and that just causes more harm every time. But I'm glad they talked about it. (laughs) And that they brought yeah, in someone knowledgeable to do so. Right. Talking about it is certainly better than ignoring it mm-hmm. and pretending it didn't happen and sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also just couldn't stop thinking about how glad I am that it's not Chris Harrison introducing a DEI consultant. Yeah. Can you imagine them bringing back Chris <sighs> being like, oh my God, sorry about all that. And then having to do this. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. No. Um, it is now Catherine's turn in the hot seat. Uh, so 
They watch back her journey with Zach, and Jesse tells her that at one time, he thought she would be the one with the ring on her finger. You're like, okay, Jesse. Twist the knife, rough. why don't you? <laughs> Jesse, just like so many members of the audience. This is the host equivalent of, of Zach being like, maybe I'm making the wrong decision. Like, don't open up that possibility of what could have been. <laughs> it's cruel. Of course, Kat is just already in tears yeah. the moment after her reel ends. And she says, you know, it wasn't just about losing Zach, but this experience made all of her insecurities come to the surface. She shared her deepest fears with Zach, and it made her feel like she wasn't good enough again to then be rejected. And she admits she still doesn't quite understand what happened, and feels like she never got a totally straightforward answer from Zach about why he chose to send send her home and what changed in their relationship. Yeah, none of us, uh, none of us are getting the answers. And I, like Kat, feel entitled to know why he didn't want to marry Kat. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's easy to attribute it, as I so often have, to just like, he felt the bad vibes because she was off, like with the drama in the house. But maybe that wasn't it. Like, I just genuinely don't know. He's He was just like... Neither does Zach. Zach also doesn't know, Claire. He was like, I genuinely thought that, like, it was impossible for me not to want to marry the hottest woman I've ever been on a date with. But the longer that I keep dating all these other super hot women, I'm like, maybe I could choose a different one? I don't know. It's so complicated. Jesse brings up Kat talking about her mom on the show and they, their really challenging relationship. I think she said at one point she, like, moved out when she was yeah. a teenager. And she says, and I've never heard this before. This was so surprising to me. She's, like, going on the show, basically healed my family or, like, brought them back together. She's like, like, That is such a welcome change from what normally happens when you make a disclosure on this show about I your family. I know. I think, yeah, she's like, I have a mother-daughter relationship with my mom now because of it. And we've just been working on rebuilding a healthy relationship. I'm and so, I'm like, the really Bachelor nice. fixing families, unbreaking hearts, bringing <laughs> us all together around the hearth. You're like, maybe it's the Bachelor's therapy. actually good. The Bachelor it's is really family actually therapy. good for you. <laughs> I do wonder if there is not, and I'm not saying this in a way that's like, I endorse this, it's healthy and good, and I recommend it. But I do think that sometimes it can be very hard to express how your family hurt you directly to them. Yeah. But it might feel a bit like putting a message out into the world for them to be able to speak to it publicly in this way. And that can be really damaging, right? You can say things that they don't want to hear and then you've said it publicly and you can't take it back and they're humiliated or offended. But it might also be in some specific cases, just that opportunity to like be the first one to make an overture without that discomfort of sitting down face to face. And I'm glad that it happened. I know. I'm really, I'm really glad that it didn't do any further damage to Kat's relationship with her mom and that she, that they've been able to start rebuilding that relationship. That's really beautiful. So we say goodbye to Catherine Kat and say hello to Charity. Jesse asks for a show of hands who thought Zach would end up with Charity. 
A lot of raised A lot hands, of these women. Especially on a stage. Lot. I wonder how much of our perceptions of this are in the edit. Because I always felt like Charity was going to be top, top five at least. But same. I never thought he was going to end up with her. And I wonder if there are just things that, that we pick up on in the choices they make that that wouldn't be evident. And also, you know, the women in the house aren't seeing their exact dynamic when yeah. they're alone and contrasting it with other dynamics, and right? Instead, you're just like, who they wouldn't pick seeing, Charity? She's so wonderful. Right. Who wouldn't pick Charity? She's wonderful. And also, she got, you know, a group date wrote. Like, in public settings, he clearly had a thing for her. He was clearly very into her. He was clearly very drawn to her. Yeah. Um, and so that it makes sense to me that that would be something that a lot of the women would pick up on. Yeah, that's definitely true. And I think, I think that you are picking up on the fact that she did seem to be in a very favorable, because she was like, I know I heard them talking. They, they talked about this on another podcast I was listening to, but that like, she's often like in drama, but it's always very downplayed that she's in drama yeah, and something I, that I, we talked about early is that Zach really took on board any negative, any criticism Charity had for other women. Yeah. Like, he trusted Charity over Anastasia, for example. And, yeah, and he, he, he valued her opinion to the point where he was like, well, I don't want to make Charity feel like I don't trust her or that I don't prioritize yeah. her. And that says... Zach is into this person. Well, Zach really liked her. And the fact that in the edit, they don't play it up says to me that they want her to come out of the show with a really good reputation because they had plans for her, which as we later learn, they certainly do. They certainly do. And yeah, so I, I think that's partly why we were feeling like, oh, she's got that future bachelorette feel that she's like always. Yeah. They wanted us to have that. Yeah. And also she just like... Also she just is like glowy and and (laughs) lovely and so kind and like really, I don't know. She's she's amazing. I really love her. She also, I just want to call out this white dress. Beautiful. White dress with cutouts that she is wearing on Women Tell All. Stunning. Her hair is stunning. Just, I loved the whole look. And she she kind of predicted a red carpet trend. Or sorry, beige champagne, champagne carpet, carpet trend. Champagne carpet trend. <laughs> dirt, Oscars. Dirty there there were a lot of trend. Yeah, terrible, terrible. But there were a lot of white gowns on the Oscars uh champagne carpet. <laughs> yeah, and also bridal white ended up being very appropriate for her mm-hmm. announcement. But um, yeah, so anyway, everyone felt like charity was a clear front runner from early on. We watch her journey back. She's trying not to cry by the end. She's like, I can't cry. I'm wearing a white dress. <laughs> it's dangerous. And Jesse asks about her family's reaction to her departure from the show. And she says, well, they know that I can take lessons from things and apply them to my future. And they know good things are in store. Do they? Hmm. Huh. What good what good things? what good things could be in store? What what future <laughs> plans might you have where you could apply lessons about how things work on The Bachelor? Yeah, I don't know. I can't I'll have to think on that one for like another 
few minutes. And I'm sure the answer will come to me. Definitely. Jesse says that must make you so much more ready to find your person. And she's like, yes, I'm so ready now. I was is ready she? before, but now I'm really ready. I'm so ready. Jesse, is she ready? She's ready. How ready is she? She's, she's so ready. ready. And then we get some fun behind the scenes, scenes, scenes behind scenes. We see Brianna giving a twerking tutorial. This was, this was amazing. <laughs> she, they need she was to like, include okay. more of this stuff. Yeah, now move that cheek. No, I'm not seeing any movement. Try again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was helping them do isolation, you know, like one cheek at a time. I love this stuff. Yeah, I really wish they would include more moments of the women just being bored in the house because they always do goofy shit and they're always having really funny conversations and I just I want more of that well we're always talking about how we're not seeing enough of Zach's personality but we're not seeing enough of their personalities because whenever we see them they're either just literally telling Zach that they're so ready to find their best friend or they're sitting back at the house or hotel stiffly in a row like looking miserable (laughs) waiting to find out some bad news and I'm like, no, cut back to them doing a twerking Yeah, you're like, what I wanted to see is twerking and also Allie pretending to make out with an orange. Yeah, they have the orange is Zach. asking Anastasia for a kissing refresher before her date with Zach. Did you see Allie when they are queuing up this scene? Allie's like, no, oh no, no, please Why don't. Why did no. she agree to do this on camera? This is bait. I don't know. She must have, like... How could you do this and not expect it to get used on camera? It's a bit for the camera. No one, yeah, no Allie, one this has was ever error. gotten their friend and been like, here's a basket of oranges with eyes drawn on them. Can you help me also, remember how to kiss? No. Didn't you feel like they were they were slowing it down at the beginning and basically implying that Anastasia and Allie were going to make out? Oh, yeah. Practice? They were queer baiting. They were doing some real queer baiting. Yeah. They were like, it was like come on, guys. It's Come been a on. while. I don't remember how to do this. And then, like, Anastasia is, like, slowly le- leaning in to her. And then they, like, start giggling and being like, ah, ha, ha. anyway, here's my orange. Queer baiting to the max. Also, <laughs> there's just simply no way that this d- happened in any other way other than than them doing a skit specifically for the cameras. I was just like, Allie, why are you upset that this is in there? This is why you did it. <laughs> She thought, I think she, the episode passed and she's she like, oh my God, like, they didn't use it. Thank God. They should I have got out of it. that. This is what I want to see from a woman before she goes on a date with Zach. <laughs> I don't want to see her putting on lip gloss. And then we see <sighs> the women slapping each other hard in the face with tortillas with mouths full of water. And then if this was a TikTok challenge, if they spit the water out, then they lose. Yeah, this was the TikTok challenge. They're just doing TikTok challenges. I, That's it. <laughs> <laughs> there are just moments when I'm like, this is a, such an innocuous thing, and yet it makes me feel like I'm living in a dystopian novel. Like, there's nothing, like, wrong with it, per se. It's just one of those moments where you're like, okay, <laughs> like, this feels... I was just like, Fake. it's a TikTok challenge. They were doing a TikTok challenge. I don't know. It's because I'm old. I have no, I'm old I literally and I'm out no... of touch. I'm older than Kids you. these days. I have, I have no further thoughts on it than that. Jesse then says, Kylie, what do you have to say for yourself? And she's like, okay, that looked really aggressive. I swear I'm not. It was a friendly competition. And I'm like, 
Kylie was only one of many women we saw slapping each other in the face with tortillas. Again, this is a TikTok challenge. They were just doing a TikTok challenge and they were all doing it. I was just like, why are we turning this into another opportunity to be like, maybe Kylie is aggressive? I'm like, didn't we already litigate this? And we were like, it's racist. And we were like, that's bad and racist. So we don't need to even... Jesse. Yeah. Jesse, you're trying to get on my shit list. (laughs) Speaking of which, we revisit the pooping in front of guys conversation And we now see their strategies for pooping at a restaurant on a date with the guy, which like they're like, what if you go to the bathroom? He's going to know because of how long you were gone. I was sitting there like, I've never worried about this in my life. Like, I'll be in there redoing my full face of makeup. Should I have been in there being like, if I stay here too long, touching up my lipstick, he'll think that I was pooping. Frankly, I feel like if you are on an early date. It's like almost a nice thing. Give your date a room to breathe. Dates can be nerve wracking. Everyone gets a chance to just send some texts on their phone. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone's Unless that upset. Unless he comes if back take- like visibly sweaty. My <laughs> assumption is like long line. He's texting his friends to say shit about me. Hopefully positive. Right. <laughs> like he's stopped at the bar and like Unless tried to get another they're drink. Taking, like. 25 minutes and you're like has this person literally escaped the bar and ghosted me i mean i'm not concerned if they were gone for 25 minutes then i would probably not even think like who takes that long at a public (laughs) venue you'd be like they're either extremely ill like if if i can't go quickly at a public venue then i don't clearly i don't need to go like it'll just happen another time How is it taking that much long? Okay, now I'm revealing too much information about These women are very concerned about men realizing that they ever poop because girls don't do that. Catherine is like, you just tell him the line was so long. And everyone's like, oh my God, Catherine. Genius. Jesse's like, wait, women poop? He's like, I can never unhear this. I'm scarred. (laughs) Jesse's married. But you know what? I bet they have like 15 bathrooms. It's easier when you don't share one bathroom in a small apartment. You can can maintain that mystery with your ex-NFL player husband, host of The Bachelor, for your entire marriage, if you have that kind of money. And now, here comes Zach. He's on stage in a black suit. He seems pretty comfortable. He seems pretty calm. He doesn't seem secretly miserable, so that's good. We're feeling good about that. I think it's a very good sign. We have had quite a rash of seasons recently where the lead seemed like they wanted to die during the men or women tell-all. Yeah, I am heartened by the fact that he seems in good spirits. Yeah. And also, there's just been so much of the episode without Zach. So, okay, he's finally here. We can get our Verzaki counter ticking. Exactly. We we get, this is where Charity, Jess, and Catherine all get a chance to kind of be like, okay, Zach, what happened? And Zach gets a chance to be like, I don't really know. Yeah. Catherine is like, is there any tangible thing you can attribute the shift to? And, and Zach like, is no. like, yes, no, there is. Yeah, I can answer that. No, there isn't. He's like, we both felt a fast, intense connection in the Bahamas, and there was no, like, moment or anything you said that changed things. I just had to make a really difficult decision. Again, when I'm, I feel like I just keep going back to, like, Emma, I think you were right. I think he was like, she's so hot. And then he was like, 
I guess it was just the hotness. I've been proven right. (laughs) I've been proven right. He was just really, really excited that a woman who looked like Kat wanted to date him. And then he was like, but are we compatible? No. Yeah, do I find myself wanting to hang out with her? Mm, No. Not the most. Not the most. Not the most out of these five women. So Charity then says that she struggled not knowing how he made the decision. And he's like, yeah, I don't have an answer to that. I don't know. He's like, I had the biggest pit in my stomach. I thought the world of you. I just had to make a decision. Uh, Zach doesn't know why he did the things that he did. His own mind is a mystery to him. It's a black box. Exactly. He's still processing. (laughs) Then we get to Jess and she's like, I respect you a lot, but I felt misunderstood. And you probably felt misunderstood too. In the moment, I felt when I was leaving, I felt like I was the only one with emotion. And I was shocked watching it back to see that you had a lot of emotion after I left. Why didn't you show that to me? And Zach says, I really cared about you. I was just really shocked and frustrated in the moment. And then all of my other emotions didn't really hit until you drove away. So that's more of an answer. Well, she actually had a question other than why did you dump me? And he's (laughs) capable of answering other questions, not that one. If Jess was like, why did you dump me? I guess he could be like, because you asked me for a one-on-one date. <laughs> but she she gave him that opportunity. But yeah, I thought this was an answer that made a lot of sense. Like, I was just not feeling the sad feelings because I was busy feeling surprised and Confused frustrated and, feelings. Yeah. And then I was sad too. Jess brings the levity and she says, I just have one question, Zach. Was it the sparkles? And Zach laughs and he's like, no, it was definitely not the sparkles. Definitely not. <laughs> Love the sparkles. Just, Zach just, loved the blood. Jesse is the- like, Zach used to come back for the rose ceremony, like <laughs> covered in sparkles from head to toe. I did see a TikTok of Jess's where she's talking about the body glitter and she's like, a warning. It does get on everything. (laughs) Yeah, that's the downside of glitter. Any kind of glitter. There's kind of no getting around it. Yeah. (laughs) That's how glitter works. Uh, Jesse asks Zach what he's been surprised by in the show. And Zach says the number of shower scenes. And almost also how much he says like and hello, hello. That made me laugh. He was expecting a bigger laugh on that one. Yeah. I mean, everyone is surprised by how much they say, like, trust me, we edit our own audio on our other show. And we say like a lot. Never feels like it at the time. Mercedes and Kylie pipe up and say that they never got to do a proper goodbye because they were let go. Let go. They were fired. The they were laid off. Vibes. The corporate <laughs> vibes are so intense on this Their season. Their layoff they even meeting know. was held they were over like, Zoom. We were, we, were, we were laid off, and it was, as someone who was laid off over Zoom, yeah. I understand. It felt, it seemed like kind of the same situation, to <laughs> yeah. be honest. It seemed um, we similar never got, we, we never got a group hug. And we probably never will, but they ask for one. I'm going to ask here. Jonah Peretti for a group hug if I ever see him. <laughs> that makes it sound as if Jonah Peretti personally <laughs> laid us off, which I can assure you he did not. Um, no, but it if was he over wants email. to give us a group hug, yeah, we're here. No, he just invited us to a, a meeting, a big group meeting over Zoom, where he told us we, a lot of us would be getting laid off imminently within the next 45 minutes. So. Yeah. 
Thanks, Jonah. Those are good memories. Um, so they ask for a group hug. Zach agrees. The three of them do a little hug. Everyone gets the level of closure that they have earned through their progression on the show. Um, if they were let go before, like, the final eight or, or seven group hug, longer than that, they get to ask for just one question <laughs> from Zach. Allie never really gets anything. I feel like that often happens that there's someone who made it pretty far, got a one-on-one date, and seemed to have a good relationship with Zach, but it fell but off there was with no, the lead, but it fell off. And there was no real drama. And then it just never really gets addressed at Women Tell All. Like, she's not also, really a character at, at Women Tell All. I know. I thought about that. I also feel like this often happens where she probably did ask something. She probably did speak more, but then when they were deciding... yeah what to emphasize like obviously they film for so many hours yeah they film for, for like, this kind of special I, I i wouldn't be surprised if they all ask Zach a question yeah exactly. why did you send me home night one i have so much personality <laughs> olivia's like i have some questions <laughs> don't you think that Ugh. i would make a great bachelor in paradise contestant <laughs> uh and then we get bloopers lots of material on how zach is always sweaty so this destroys my theory from last episode that hot people never get sweaty. Uh, it's true. We do, we can see with our eyes that Zach is always sweaty. And so we get a little reel of him. Again, r- relatable his face on as, people's sleeves. As a sweaty person, I appreciate that representation. Yeah. And it's hard to be a sweaty woman because you can't just blot sweat off your face. You're probably, like, if you're wearing makeup, it's a very delicate operation. I'm always yeah. jealous of men in the summer that they can just like I know. scrub a wash. Yeah, you can't just you can't just be like wiping off your face aggressively. And then you add a mask to that. Yeah, it's just a real mess. So then we see uh Katie encountering a tarantula in the mansion. Are there just tarantulas? There's always creatures. Tarantulas? There's always just creatures around. I'm sorry. I mean, I tarantulas? It happens. Tarantulas are unusual. I need you to acknowledge that tarantulas are unusual. I mean, I don't expect to see them around. I mean, we I wasn't normally like see, shocked. like, you know, large spiders, sure. <laughs> Flying bugs, sure. A tarantula. That's all. I was like, was this a pet that someone set loose? <laughs> and then my favorite blooper. I think we have a clip. Oh, wine? A certain kind of wine. Okay. It's mold wine. Mold wine. Which sounds really gross, um, but believe it or not, it's delicious. Okay, I heard you guys this conversation. You know it's not mold wine, right? It's mold, like M-U-L-L-E-D. Like warm, like a, like a hot cider. Like, it's mold. not mold wine? It is not often that I'm, like, genuinely cracking up over this. Like, it almost never happens. Even when I think something is funny, I'm just like, oh, that was a funny comment. I was, like, clutching my sides. I'm mad that they should have kept this in the initial edit. That's hilarious. I could tell from the second time you said it. I was like, he's saying a mold wine. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when he's like, sounds disgusting because mold is gross. (laughs) It's actually (laughs) delicious. At that point, the producer is like, I got to step in. It's like, Like, I'm sensing some confusion here. (laughs) You know, it's mold. (laughs) I... (laughs) You know what? We're all all growing and learning. Mold wine is very special to me because 
Greg and I met over the mold wine pot at a Christmas party. Lo, these many and years you were ago. like this mold wine and mold wine it became part of our disgusting. couple lore. Like we, we were like we're a mold a mold wine couple. <laughs> Believe it or not, this hot wine with delicious spices floating in it and orange slices it's is delicious. Who could have said? Okay, I. Uh, this is my favorite part of the episode because I'm 14. Next, a sneak peek of what Zach has, quote, adoringly and perhaps regrettably called sex I don't sex know that week. it was adoring, but whatever. <laughs> I think okay. That, I think Jesse meant to say adorably, but, like, why couldn't they do a retake of that one? They do film for <laughs> many hours. The malapropisms uh, are out of control. Poor, poor Zach. Zach is like, yes, yes. Again, Jesse, I do really regret this choice of words. Jesse is, like, basically bullying Zach at this point. He's like, remember when you said that dumb thing? <laughs> He's like, yes. Sex week. It does look like they are in Thailand for the end of the show, mm-hmm. which, as you pointed out in our notes, Sean Lowe. Sean! Very Sean Lowe. Oh, my God. I was like, are they seriously just... They're doing Sean's season, except I guess Zach maybe is going to do sex accidentally with one of them. Yeah, sex in Thailand. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Mistakes were made. Uh, Yes, we see Zach being like, I don't want to do sex during sex week. But Jesse's like, you're going to be tempted. And then he is tempted. And then he feels let down. He said one thing and he did another. This show just can't possibly just let someone have a fantasy sweets week that is not like exploited to hell and made traumatic even when they're like i'm not doing it i'm not gonna have sex then the whole show is like but you wanna right don't you want to have sex but wouldn't it be kind of messy if you did have sex but you're gonna want to okay who do you what do you think's gonna happen i feel like they're trying to set it up and that doesn't mean that this isn't what happened but this is definitely what the teaser seems to be implying is that he like gets carried away with ariel yes that's what the implication of the trailer fucks up his other relationships right because we i think we see katie and gabby crying we see them all crying they see them all but i think we see more of katie and gabby crying and like they're on the beach on a date in the day in the daytime yeah as if they have been told something in the day yeah, like maybe on their date. Yeah. So that does make it seem So we'll see. I'm I'm curious. This also all could just be a misdirect. I just feel like when did it become this this mandatory thing to disclose it during fantasy suites right, week? Don't that do you, that. Like I'm sure that you... it will suck when you get engaged and you find out that he had sex with one of the other women and you thought he hadn't. But I genuinely think that is just a much better situation to deal with off camera. And also, it's just, uh, it's very weird to put everyone in in the position to be, like, reacting to that in public, essentially. Well, on, right, like, because then on you're not only dealing... television. You're not only dealing with the fact that <sighs> it happened. You're dealing with the fact that you were kind of publicly humiliated. He talked about it with you on camera. Your reaction to it was captured. And also, if it is one woman that he sleeps with and the other two he didn't, then it's also this disclosure about 
the other woman's right. sexual experiences that feels really weird. Like, I just, just don't, no, no, yeah. stop it. Yeah, stop. that's the thing. Stop I, it. I do think we go back to the Nick and Andy situation where he did disclose what they did in Fantasy Suites Week. And as much as I never felt like that was like a calculated thing to do, it was a disclosure of what she did as well as what he did. And now that's become, I feel like there was such backlash to that that at the time. And now it's become the norm to disclose on the women's behalf what you did with them sexually. And... I, I would like love it. for that to just not be the expectation. Me too. Would be cool. Just would be cool if we just like didn't stop that. Yeah. So anyway, all the women are sobbing. <sighs> yeah. I guess we'll deal with that. We'll we'll, we'll deal, deal with, with that, that soon. Zach has caused pain. He's made mistakes. True love is worth fighting for. Hopefully, I think it's it all end works up, out for everyone. I really think it's going to end up going well. From when we saw him and interviewed him, he genuinely seemed happy. I think that they are really committed to making him the next Sean Lowe. So they're going to overcome this. He's going to become a born again virgin in between (laughs) his first and second fantasy suite dates. (laughs) He's like, yes, I did. I was tempted by the flesh and I turned away from uh, the path of the Lord. He's like, now I know never dated you. I have, I have received the forgiveness of, (laughs) I've received the forgiveness of our, our Lord and savior. And my purity has been restored through the power of God, never to stray again. I can only assume. Like, that's not that's not a verbatim quote. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we actually don't know. We will see. <laughs> um, back on stage, Zach assures the fans that they can expect, quote, something very overwhelming <laughs> from the finale. Great. What? And... Uh, Jesse, like, it's probably very overwhelming for for Zach. I doubt it will be overwhelming for me personally. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to be fine. We've seen it all. <laughs> and Jesse says that during Fantasy Suites, Zach will get himself into all kinds of trouble. Jesse's glee over this is palpable, and it's starting to be off-putting. Yeah, calm down, Jesse. I like that Jesse is overall a bit more of a lighthearted, goofy host than Chris Harrison was. But I do think there are moments when it's jarring. When I'm like, this is actually a serious thing that, like, messed this person up, probably. And it's, you're being very just, like, highlights after the break about it. (laughs) On the whole, though, I far prefer him to Chris. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta be somber, though, you know? It's true. Uh, so the women are all told that they can leave the stage because now it's time for some exciting, life-changing news that Jesse's just been teasing all episode. He's like, something's going to happen. One woman's don't life see coming. is I'm going like, to change Jesse, forever. We, know. we can see what's coming. Well, we, know. we, we would love it. to see what's coming, but I don't know. Given some of the things they've done recently, I'm like, is one of these women going to get sent on a Virgin Atlantic cruise? <laughs> We've been misled before. It's true. It's true. <laughs> what if he what if he knocked on like Charity's door and was like, Charity, I've got some big news for you. You're going to be on a Virgin Atlantic cruise <laughs> to London. 
Um, <sighs> no. So Jesse finds a camera backstage. He's like, woman's, one woman's life is about to change forever. The women are going back to their dressing rooms. And I'm going to go tell one woman that she's going to be the bachelorette. She has no idea. She thinks we're doing a promotional shoot for our social media account. Little does she know that her life will never be the same. I thought I actually thought this was a cute way to to announce it because it was probably genuinely surprising. It was a cute way to do it. I, I listen, I'm down for them to get creative with these with these announcements. The cameras follow him. He knocks on dressing room 22. We have personally spoiled it several times in this recap, but it's charity and she thinks they're doing a this or that game for social. We see that there's a producer there who's been kind of prepping her for, yeah. for what they're going to do. So Jesse's asking her, like, vacation or staycation, dine out or takeout, sunrise or sunset, camping or glamping, bachelor in paradise or the bachelorette. What if she had said paradise? I kept thinking that. I was like, what if she was, like, paradise? How would they spin <laughs> like, are that? Are you sure? I guess you'd have to just be like, are you sure? <laughs> what if you were offered the Bachelorette right now? Like, yeah, oh, but yeah they, they must have had a flow chart of what to say. But on the other hand, they must be deep in, in talks with her. So they, right. they surely know that she is. She's going to say Bachelorette. That she yeah, is down it's not to like do the it. first time they've floated this to her. She's obvious. She obviously knew she was in. She just like played it. Well, she thinks it's for social. She played it with a little yeah. pause and like, a, oh, I don't know, Bachelorette. Yeah. In a way that made it seem like she was genuinely undecided. So he says, are you good with that? You think Bachelorette's the one? And she's like, yeah. And we have a clip of what comes next. Well, I'm glad you said that. Because Charity. No. I want you to be our next Bachelorette. Is this for real? No way. No way. Is this for real right now? Oh my God, yeah. I'm gonna cry. This is totally real. Are you kidding? Charity, this is happening. No way. I'm gonna cry. Oh is that God. a yes when it's you do it? It's a yes, absolutely. 100%. Aww. I She's love, so excited. I love the way that Jesse's like, I've personally tapped you. <laughs> yeah. I want me. you to step up to be our new team lead. This is very sweet. I'm very, I'm very happy for Charity. I feel like Charity is just such bachelorette catnip. Like she's so beautiful. She's so composed. She actually does. It's true. She does get into conflict, but she always seems to handle it in this way that, that makes her look better. (laughs) Like, you know, she always comes out of every situation like shiny. Conflict elegantly. Yeah. And The Bachelorette just loves, like, a very put-together, beautiful, polished Good woman. Good crier. Good crier. <laughs> I do think that she is, like, a little bit composed for the role because they will want some mess. And I am, like, I'm always a little anxious to see how they take leads who we haven't seen that much wackiness from and how they might try to, like, break them in order to get I the know. drama they need. I mean, honestly, I'm always concerned. Oh, no, you always about have to be concerned. The, the mental health yeah. of any lead on the show. Um, I think I had a sense from the beginning. I was like, I think it's going to be Charity or Ariel. That was my thought from the beginning. I am really excited to see a Charity season. 
I do hope that we that we get to see a little more of her goofiness. And I do wonder if, you know, when she's kind of given the stage and told you're in charge, if there's going to be more space for her to really feel like she can express all the different sides of herself. Yeah. That's mainly also feel like we're going to get some great cameos from her family members. We'll see. They don't always use the family that much for the lead, but I loved her sometimes family. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And I loved her family. She's clearly someone who who builds very strong emotional bonds. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to bring back some of the women from this season that she's become close yeah. to. They love to do that sort of thing. But I, I think that you touched on like the thing I'm most excited for about a charity season, which is that she came really far, but a lot of the time she was kind of talked over mm-hmm. or cut out of events that pertain to her. And we only really saw her that much either comforting <laughs> women or on dates with Zach. And yeah, I would love to see how she might open up when she has by default kind of the center stage and gets exactly. to interact with some different kinds of guys. I- I'm excited. I'm fun. excited to see it. I am genuinely excited for this pick. I'm really relieved that they went with someone that the audience was clearly into um, yeah. and that we are personally excited to watch. Like that just yeah. feels great. I always and feel like it's I, easier I to know. do that with The Bachelorette because they're yeah. they're more fan favorites. But you know what? There are fan favorites on The Bachelorette too. They're then they still never pick them. So I don't know. <laughs> That's just their decision making, I guess. But I think Charity will come in with a lot of goodwill behind her. And yeah, I think so. Her too. parents' support. We see her call her parents on on speakerphone and it's clearly really late on the east coast and her mom is like asleep and confused yeah yeah she's like dad's probably in bed and her mom was like no he's behind me i'm like yeah because you're both in bed you're both in bed <laughs> yeah and she's like wait are you okay yeah she does that concern you're mom calling thing. Like, me you're calling late you're What's calling happening? me late at night with a teary voice yeah <laughs> i'm worried um, but yeah, Charity's like, uh, I'm excited to show little girls that look like me that they can be in this position. Her journey, her journey begins. I'm sure she, they probably like whisked her. I believe that, I believe that filming starts on the 17th. Okay. So it makes sense to me that they had this announcement for Women Tell All so that there's no spoilers and they can basically, they can immediately start filming Bachelorette while The Bachelor is still wrapping up. Aaron. Yeah. yeah. I hope that means that there won't be a super long wait between seasons because I know. I'm ready, I'm ready to get And I'm ready this. to see Charity yeah. and I'm ready to see her fine love. Don't fuck this up, ABC. <laughs> we are counting on you, which is always a scary proposition. Yeah, bad decision on our part. That brings us to love to see it, hate to see it. Let's start with love to see it. We love to see an endorsement of body glitter, the one good aughts fashion trend. Someone give Jess a sponsorship. She's earned it. I want to know what body glitter she wears. Again, I have appointments at the playground and I need to stand out. I need to be shiny. I need that extra confidence. We also love to see Kat building a healthier adult relationship with her mother, and we love to see a disclosure on this show leading to a good outcome rather than more trauma. Yeah, always nice when that happens. We love to see 
that Charity is the Bachelorette. We've we already, love to see it. We love to see it. We love when we can just feel excited about a lead instead of sort of disappointed or put off or confused. Exactly. So, feels good. And something that's, it's a little weird to put it in love to see it. I, I hate that they even had to do it. But I did love to see that Kylie and Genevieve got the space to address the actually shitty thing that Anastasia did during the show, which was kind of brushed to the side at the time, which was, of course, deploying a really ugly stereotype about Black women being aggressive. Um, And I'm glad that that was really, like, named specifically in in the Women Tell All. Yeah. On a similar note, uh, I guess love is a strong word for this, but I do appreciate to see that the franchise is actually taking on board the deluge of feedback they got last season when they did not address Eric doing blackface in his high school yearbook head on and it was swept under the rug um it is always better to see it openly addressed when they have these fuck-ups which they routinely have and which we wish they would not have at all but we appreciate seeing it incorporated into this this discussion of the season exactly bringing us right into hate to see it obviously we hate to see that these kind of racism scandals keep happening. We hate to see that. Yeah. And I also really hated to see the camera just zooming in on all of the Black women in the cast and, like, random Black people in the audience while Greer was apologizing for defending Blackface. Like, it's... It's just, I felt really, really weird. I was like, that was a completely, that was completely unnecessary. You can pan to a diverse group of people. I it, feel like they, they, I feel like they should have just kept the camera on Greer. On Greer. To be honest. Right. If you're going to, well, if you're going, I agree, actually. Keep the camera on Greer. And if you're going to show anyone else, maybe show Jesse or just like do a wide shot of the room. It's really weird. It, it makes it feel like, those people that you are highlighting are the ones who need to like provide a response for the rest of right. it. Right. Like, are they know. there to like odd. provide a cue for like right. how is this is to be reacted to? Yeah, it is like a tricky situation, and we're not the final experts on the right way to handle it, but I had the same reaction as you, which is that they were being kind of put on the spot unknowing i mean they don't know the cameras zooming in on them but they were being put on the spot to kind of do the work of like letting us all know how to receive this apology and i think that it would be better for us all to just have to like sit with it and with any ensuing discussion over the weeks um rather than put those people on the spot in that way yeah, 100%. Um, but, you know, I've this is a, an episode where we didn't have a guest planned, and I'm definitely looking forward to hearing from Black commentators on the franchise, especially on what they thought about yeah. this episode and how yeah, obviously that was handled. Those are the voices that we should all be looking to. Yeah, um, as, as always. We are not the experts here. Um, hate to see... <laughs> 
On a much less serious note, Zach's just continual inability to give the women he dumped closure. I I know it's hard, Zach, but... Come up with something. Come up with something. I don't know. I don't know, man. Just a little something. Like, this woman, like, met your family and all you've got is, like, I don't know. Like, you know, I want to know what happened. Uh, And finally, on the lightest of all notes, we hate to see sex week as a concept. I hate to see it. I hate to see Jesse continually using it. I hate to see ABC being able to capitalize on this phrase and put it in their promos. Sex week. Hate to see it. Oh, they're just like trying to be so winky and fun about it. And it's like people are traumatized by this every season for the last like 10 seasons. So it's not that cute. Uh, and that brings us to our personality rating out of 10 for Zachies. There was very little Zach this episode. Um, a little in the bloopers, which were fun. Uh, we learned that Zach has never heard of mulled wine. That was the most personality we got. For th- that comment alone, He, we have to give it like four for Zachies. But there just wasn't a lot of... There wasn't much. Wasn't much Zach in this episode. It was that and him calling out how much he says hello, hello, and reacting to Jesse teasing him for saying sex week like 15 times. Like, not much to work with, but you're feeling generous. I'll say 3.5. I don't want to drag his average down too much. It's listen, women tell all is not going to be a great showcase for Zach. It's not personal. It's not. It's just not meant. It's not meant to be. And on that note, that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Habib and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. And of course, spread the word and tell all of your friends about our show. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clarinemapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at Clarinemapod. And you can find our newsletter and other podcast, Rich Text, on Substack at clarandemma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily D. Rose. We'll be back next week for Zach's Fantasy Suites, also known no, regrettably. We're not going as to say it. Zach's Stitcher. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years. 
You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue. Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet. Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher. Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run-Through, available wherever you get your podcasts.